Power 98.7 Podcast Power Lunch Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. with Apelele Somi. You caught me while I was tweeting there. Uh, 26 minutes before 2 o'clock. It's Personal Finance Tuesdays. Gerald Mwandiambira in the studio with us. Uh, certified financial planner. And we're talking about how to add structure, you know, uh, and how to monetize on some of those side things that you do. You know, those hobbies that you explore. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you sell Tupperware like Smosh's mom. Uh, maybe you sell makeup like my cousin. Maybe you... You sell vintage clothes and jewelry. I have so many friends that are selling jewelry enough already. Uh, but, but you know, in the, in the tough, tough economic times that we're living in, uh, it, it's almost even necessary to find something extra to bring you extra money. You know, maybe you like to bake and maybe you can monetize on that. Friends, when they're having, uh, you know, birthday parties for their little ones, you can be the, the, the caterer or you can be the cake maker or you can make the cupcakes or whatever the case may be. But finding structure in that is really, really Really quite important, not so, Gerald. Definitely, Apelele, and good afternoon to all the Power FM listeners. Um, in this type, in this tough economic environment, it's very important that we start seeking second and third incomes if yeah. necessary, because yeah. a lot of us have resigned to the fact that we work one job and we're going to do one job forever. But yeah. we all have a skill or a talent which probably someone else is willing to pay for. Yeah. So sometimes it's just your hands. So mm. sometimes you don't necessarily need to be the master baker. Mm. Um, you can just help someone who's baking and they'll pay you for that. Right. And at times like this, rather than go home after work and sleep, try and think of something else which can earn you income. Yeah. The only thing which you need to bear in mind is that it mustn't conflict with your primary job in terms of your employment contract. Right. Because right. some employment contracts, say for example, if you're an accountant, you can't do um, the same work for other people without declaring it. And the most important thing is if it's not in conflict with what you do, still declare it to employers so they know that when something like this pops up, mm. they can be able to deal with it. Yeah, so so Smosh needs to make sure that she makes her extra money by writing. She's a really good writer. Uh, voiceover artist and all of those kinds of things. Find those things that you're good at and, and monetize on them. Definitely. And yeah. I think you, you get the clues in terms of what people say you're good at. Mm. And generally, we all know that sometimes the career we're actually doing has nothing to do with what we are really good at. Yeah. And that's usually a, a, a cue in terms of you trying to explore yourself inside to see, can I monetize this? How can I make money out of this? Because it's necessary. Times are getting tougher. Yeah. And you tend to find that people who do manage to create wealth never depend on one income stream. They're always right. hustling, doing one or two other things. And right. it's important that we start adopting that same attitude that yeah. When money is not enough from one job, how can we make more money? Do you often find that a lot of the time when we have, you know, a second paycheck and a third paycheck, that we don't have a real plan for it a lot of the times? You know, we like to structure our entire lives based on maybe the main income or the main paycheck that we get. And then the extra one is just like a nice to have. And, and because it's a nice to have, we're more comfortable in just blowing it on nothing. That's true. Most people, because your second income or third income is not regular, yeah. you don't often budget for it. Right. So it often comes in as a windfall mm -hmm. and you tend to blow it. Yeah. But it's important for you to really push yourself and set yourself a little target in terms of what you can do to make that extra money. Because at this time, every rand really counts and you need yes, to be really budgeting and considering every amount of money you get. Also, it's important that if you are earning this money through a bank account, for example, 
it might have a tax implication. Mm. So you need to keep track of this extra money which is dropping into your account yeah. because you might have to account for it um, when you do your tax returns. We're going to get into that. That's uh, the not-so-nice part of, of our conversation, but we'll get into that in just a sec. If you have a question or comment, uh, what is your side hustle, your side gig? We'd love to hear from you on 0861-987-000. Maybe you're struggling in terms of really structuring it well and, and formalizing it. Uh, you can tweet at parfum987 and tweet at Miss Apelele. So how do I, if I am uh, every now and then selling vintage clothing, um, you know, how do I make sure that I add a little bit more structure into it so that I can act- actually monitor how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, what stock taking I need to do? How do I actually sit down and take it seriously? I think once you've established that you can earn this extra income, mm. so Obviously, the first couple of months probably is just, yeah, for fun. Yeah. You know, maybe you make outfits and people really like them and you make a friend Mm. and you make a couple of friends outfits. But once you see that this is a viable second income, you need to really start treating it as such. So you need to structure it in terms of saying, look, this is how much I'm spending on my material. Mm. This is how much time I'm spending. This is how much similar clothes are going for. And you start monetizing it so that it becomes a second a business yeah. a lot of people who actually end up quitting their main jobs sometimes quit to do something which started off as a side job or a side hobby until such a point it was it's making more money than what i'm doing nine to five yeah so i'm canceling the nine to five and this is what i'm going to do full time mm-hmm. um how important is it that you have a separate bank account for such a thing uh, is it a, is it important at all um why would it be a problem if everything is coming into the same account i think it's it's important to have it in a separate separate bank account because that's how you can really audit yourself and see is this thing actually viable Mm -hmm. if it just drops into your normal main account you might not really start appreciating that that extra 500 600 rand you're making a week is growing because Mm -hmm. it simply falls into the rest of your money so it'll be nice if you put that money aside and perhaps even when you start your side hobby assign all the money for, to say okay whatever i do from this hobby is for holiday mm-hmm. and then that way you start saving for your holiday and before you know it you realize actually i'm making quite a bit here should i consider quitting this and making this a livelihood yeah. and often what also often happens is that for example you might be naturally gifted in cooking and that's and, because, and I am. And that's because <laughs> that's because your mom taught you. It's not nothing you ever went to school for. Mm. Before you decide to make your second um, hobby the primary income earner, upskill yourself while you're at it okay. during your main job, okay. so that you get the accreditations, the qualifications, so that when you do say now I'm a chef, mm. you go out there and you've got some qualifications to show your pr- prospective clients, not just because people say they like your food. Yeah. So those are some of the steps which you ought to be taking mm. in terms of um, making your side hobby more serious. Upskill yourself. 0861987000. How to monetize your hobbies and create a legit second uh, income by monetizing on your hustle. Really, really quite important. We're living in really tough times. And if you can make an extra thousand rand in a month, uh, then why not just add a little bit more structure into it? And maybe next month it'll be two. Maybe the month after that it'll be five. And who knows, you might just end up quitting your main job so you can pursue that second second, uh, hobby or that second job, whatever the case may be, Gerald? Indeed. I mean, one of the first things we can look at is things like social media. Right. Just some people are blessed in that they have lots and lots of followers Mm -hmm. who like watching and following them for whatever they do. Yeah. 
once you have a certain number of followers, you can actually start monetizing it because there are companies out there which will gladly pay you to send out tweets and messages to your followers. So mm. it is something you can do. Once you've got over 30 or 50,000 followers, you are significant in right. the world. What you say is clearly being significantly heard right. out there. So a good start, which costs you nothing, is things like blogs, mm. social media, mm -hmm. and writing because mm -hmm. that's just you and your mind working and you yeah. don't need to buy anything yeah. you then get other hobbies for like photography for example mm -hmm. where you need to start looking okay i need to buy a camera at right. least and at that least costs. please your iphone is not gonna work no your <laughs> iphone is not is not the tool for the trade yeah so there you need to start investing in yourself mm -hmm. going for the course etc and then you start doing things like portraits or yeah. weddings for friends yeah and you know initially you do it for free mm -hmm. get the hang of it once you really are good at it you can start making money over the weekends and a lot of people i've met have ended up doing that for a living because they yeah. said, you know what? I'm really good at this. I'm really enjoying this. Right. Um, fitness buffs, for example, mm. the guys who spend hours and hours in the gym and look great. Mm. If you can make someone else look great and mm. take the credit, you can do that as a fitness trainer. Often, before you go to work, you've got those two hours. And after work, those two hours, you can get a few clients, do half an hour sessions. Yeah. People will gladly pay you whatever, 130 rand an mm. hour mm. just for that. And you're just enjoying right. doing what you do. Right. So, the most important thing as well is your side hassle has to be something you enjoy. Right. Don't make it a chore. You already yeah. you do a chore eight to five. <laughs> okay. So your side hassle has to be really something which you can do almost in your sleep. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. You actually enjoy it. Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Be part of our conversation. Nora, how are you? Hello. I'm fine, thanks, and how are you? Good, thank you. Hi, Apelele. Mm. I've got good news here. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm so excited about the topic you are talking about. Yes. Um, as I said, my name is Nora. Mm -hmm. I've got good news. I just needed to speak to people that might say they need an extra income. Yeah. I've got a beautiful book by the name of Turn Your Monthly Expenses into a Monthly Income. Wow. Okay. It actually teaches you about the principle that will make you reach outside your 9 to 5 job. Wow. Okay. Well, what you know... I I need to come there. I don't know whether must I come there or how must I do it because I'm so excited. I've parked by the side. I was busy driving, listening to you. Now I've parked have, by the side. Have I you read this book? Have you read this book and it started giving you ideas, Nora? Yes, I've, you know, I've, I've read it. You know, it is so difficult to put it down. I keep on reading it. The, the, the author of the book is Wandi Goliath. It has got good, you know, it's... Oh, we lost Nora. But uh, great advice, I suppose, because she's saying there's a book out there that can point you in the right direction. If maybe you are struggling to identify what it is that you can do as mm. an extra uh, so that you can supplement your income. Uh, but I also want to talk about, you know, just the importance of being able to save the amount of money that you're able to make out of the side hustle. Um, so we're going to get into that in just a moment. But Kutlano is giving us a call from Houghton. Hi, Kutlano. Hi, how are you, Apelele? I'm good, thank you. How are you? So excited to finally get to talk to you, and I love the topic at hand. Yes! <laughs> yes, girl. Well, I run a matchmaking company. What? Oh, I my know, goodness. Girl. So many single people out there, and we seem to think it's mostly women that are single and looking for proper partners, when in fact many men are battling to find women of, you know, a certain caliber. Yeah. So... I create a database, intelligent, um, well-educated, um, upstanding women 
and I match them with equally suiting men. And I know so many wonderful ladies who will love this. Oh my oh, goodness. Good. But tell me, is it financially uh, rewarding? Do you get uh, happy returns? <laughs> I, I do. The only problem is that um, marketing is a bit expensive for me. Okay. So okay. Um, it's lighthearted.sa.co.za for those who are interested. Please say and that yeah, again. Lighthearted. <laughs> And tell me, have you structured it in in such a way that you have a separate bank account and you're keeping tabs of how much money is coming in and how much money is going out? I do, girl. And I have a psychologist I work with, so I have to, um, uh, there's certain costs I incur. Yeah. And basically it's a professional enterprise. I love this. And yeah, that's my side hustle. I'm so excited about this. Please do share uh, that website one more time so that uh, the single ladies and gents can hear you. (laughs) I think they heard you, Apaleli. No. Lighthearted. Okay. Lighthearted 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 SA. Definitely. <laughs> and, and you, and you can see. Thank you so much. Wow. Good one. My goodness. I love it. That's awesome because she's using a talent she has. And yeah. you probably find if you speak to her, she'll say, look, I used to be the matchmaker in my friends. Right. And then I decided, why not just do this? Because too many single friends around yeah. me. We forgot to ask her if she's hooked up. <laughs> if she's got a service, she better be hooked up. But you know what they say? Those who can't do teach. Oh, yes. Definitely. <laughs> and also... Talking of the web, the web is the greatest marketplace there is. So basically, with minimal investment, you can have a website about anything to put out there. And people are out there always looking for things. So if you have a talent even designing websites, Mm. that's an extra income you can do. Graphic design, making it look all nice and beautiful. And those are the kind of skills which come. And when you start doing your side hustle, that's when you realize everyone has an entrepreneurial streak in them right and that entrepreneurial streak can actually earn you income and we all need to do that i mean i'm, I'm really impressed by her with a dating website yeah. but i think there are lots of other things which we could also be doing i mean you're talking on the radio all day that's a hustle for some people they can do on the side with nice voices there's voice voice over work mm-hmm. there's translation for example because south africa has so many languages a lot of companies are always looking just for my people my mom does that who by can the way. translate yeah. and if you have european languages for example mm-hmm. there are websites out there we can translate at conferences mm-hmm. and get paid i remember they get paid 800 900 rand an hour mm-hmm. for translating mm-hmm. and that's a skill you might have learned at varsity but you don't speak the language right. anytime but right. if you brush up on it it's something which can earn you money other side hustles which have become main hustles for a lot of people for example is comedy yeah i mean comedy was not even an income a few years ago Mm. people just used to enjoy (laughs) but now people are making good money just by entertaining people shows how sad people are they need to laugh (laughs) we live in sad times (laughs) all right so we're talking about how to monetize your hobbies and create a legit second income uh, really you know capitalizing on that side hustle and I want to talk about the savings part of things now we're getting to the not so nice uh, part of things but it's really quite important that we get into the habit of saving you know just because we have this extra paycheck that's coming through doesn't mean that we don't take a little bit of that and dip it into our savings so what percentage would you say uh, we should be able to put away saving as a habit you should be putting away 30% of whatever comes in okay. I mean if you're looking ahead 30% is a nice safe number to always know that you're covered. Right. With your side hustle because it's not regular income, mm-hmm. what I would do is assign it to something. So initially okay. say this is my Christmas money or my holiday money or my fuel money mm-hmm. and then that's how you then 
in, enlarge and increase that amount. Mm-hmm. Once it becomes significant, it can then become part of your actual planning process every month when you budget and plan ahead. Yeah. But it's important because every one of us has a skill. I know a lot of people say that I'm not blessed in that way, but everybody has a skill. You mm-hmm. just need to look deep down and there is something which you can do which someone out there will pay you to do for them. Uh, it's often said there are two sure things in life, right? One of them is death. <laughs> the other one is taxes. So you alluded earlier on to the importance of us taking a look at tax when, when the side hustle is paying us. Because as informal and as irregular as it may be, you do need to observe uh, the tax implications of it. So if I'm selling clothes of the boot of my car, I'm thinking, ah, I'm just selling a shirt for 80 rand. I mean, really, what could that hurt? But can that come back to bite me? It can come back to bite you, especially if it increases um, your tax ban, for example. Mm. So I think the SARS has an, a limit which you can basically think about 60,000 last time I checked, which is just income on your side hustle, which yeah. you don't have to declare. Right. Once it crosses that threshold, you need to actually add it onto your normal tax return. Mm-hmm. And where it normally has just one, em- one employer, you put in your extra income and say, this is what I got. The simple reason is this. The banks are operating with your tax number. Mm-hmm. They reconcile with SARS. So for example, if SARS pick up from your bank account that you seem to have more income than you declared, mm-hmm. they immediately know that you've got extra money coming in. Therefore, on your tax return, suddenly you come back with a, an amount to pay. Right. So they will assess you in that way. But it's just good practice to be honest and always count how much is coming on the side. Mm-hmm. Declare it on your taxes because the last thing you want is a tax audit. Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. That is the number for you to dial to be part of our conversation. Uh, what is your side hustle? What are you doing on the side to uh, get a little bit extra? And is it formalized? I think uh, is a very important question. Uh, do you have a separate bank account for it? How do you monitor things to make sure that uh, you are doing things mm. the way that you should be doing them and to make sure that you are getting the most out of it as far as rands and cents are concerned? Gerald? I think also don't rush to formalize it. So don't rush to register a company and to open a bank account. Mm -hmm. First establish that this is something you're enjoying and it's going to last. So for five or six months, it's okay just to, you know, enjoy the fruits, put it into your main account. Mm -hmm. Once you realize this thing is actually working, then go through the formal channels. So at what point? If if I'm making an extra 2,000? I don't know. It depends on how much you earn. It's all relative. I mean, if you're earning 4,000, that's an extra 50% income. If you're earning 100,000, that 2,000 is pocket change. So it's it's really about you knowing relative to what you earn in your main job Mm -hmm. when it becomes significant. Because there are costs associated with registering a company, maintaining it. And obviously a new bank account attract new bank charges and you don't want to necessarily start accruing costs before you've established that your side hustle actually works Mm -hmm. and obviously keep your side hustles legal because (laughs) there is is the temptation out there to to do things which might end you on the wrong side of the law so so it's important that whatever you are doing is also clean and won't get you behind bars so when it comes to you know you guys as as financial planners how do you help me in terms of navigating that space of things as well I think as a financial planning professional, we'll sit down with you and 
I will know your personality. And often, just by looking at a person, engaging with them, because mm-hmm. you engage with lots of people all the time, you can pick up their natural skills. And yeah. that's where you can point out, look, have you tried this? Mm-hmm. Have you tried that? Do you have yeah. an interest in this? Everybody has something they really love. For some of us, it might be animals. Yeah. You know, and and it's sometimes it's just your hands. Sometimes it's not your... You know, you don't have to be the kingpin on the side hustle. Yeah. Sometimes there's lots of work out there which just simply needs hands and time yeah. and sometimes that's all you need to do you don't need to be a specialist um person mm-hmm. so i think also it's important because a lot of people might feel look i, do, I don't shine at anything in particular yeah. but everybody's got hands everybody's got feet and everybody's got time yeah. if you can invest that you can obviously find something and obviously sometimes when you're knocking on doors trying to get your side hustle on it's not easy yeah i mean i get um people who say look i'm good with voiceover but mm-hmm. no one is taking me you go for many auditions. Yeah. But one day, your big break does come through. Yeah, so don't get tired. Uh, my lady tweeting saying, uh, I'm into selling vintage clothing, but I've seen that there are quite the number of people doing the same thing, so it doesn't translate to rands and cents. So clearly something that she's passionate about, but in terms of, you know, the uniqueness of the idea, not so much, because I can admit as well, if you're in Insta- if you're on Instagram, there's so many Instagram uh, accounts, people selling us vintage this and vintage that so not a unique idea i think so but i think that's the penalty of social media as well in that something which you could have made money from you can't make money as quickly as before Mm. because people catch on yeah it's easy to pick up the trends on social media so sometimes your side hustle has to be something that's not a fad it's not a trend you know sometimes if it's your hands it's your carpentry Mm -hmm. so for example if you're a guy who's good with your hands knocking nails down etc or you're just good at putting things together Mm -hmm. you can be a handyman you can be an auto mechanic and to me those are the side hustles most people can probably learn to do in terms of vocational skills because Mm -hmm. more and more these days the people who are making the real money out there, the guys who are doing the vocational work, the plumbers, the electricians, the builders, because that's work which is always happening. Yeah. Whereas people with their political degrees and marketing and communication are all standing around with their degrees. Yeah. And sometimes while you are in a main hustle, do that thing. Learn how to plumb. Learn how to put things together. It's... It, People look down on it because you're not wearing a collar and a suit and a tie, but you're going to make your money all the time. But you also said it must be something I enjoy. I, I don't think I would ever enjoy plumbing. Okay, for um, you, maybe not plum, plumbing, but maybe for Mo. He's 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 doing stuff with his hands all the uh, time. Mo, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it, I not more. Uh, but when it comes to that, I mean, Gerald, um, you said that it must be something that someone enjoys, and clearly, Naledi is passionate about uh, vintage clothing. But but because there are so many other people that are doing the same thing, much like jewelry, you know, so many people who are passionate about, you know, it's it's something that I do to calm my nerves, and I really quite enjoy putting certain things together and seeing how they translate at the end of the day. But it's not a unique idea. Um, but it is something that you're passionate about. So would you say that they should drop that and maybe move on to? something else that no i think if you have a passion you'll always find a different angle i think that's that alone is also something we need to discuss that sometimes don't release your idea too quickly so if you're good and you've got this fresh thing don't stick it on social media because everybody's gonna see yeah so sometimes (laughs) you need to perfect your idea Mm -hmm. you need to 
fully appreciate what you've come up with yeah. before sending it out to the world. Because mm-hmm. indeed, with social media in two days, mm-hmm. people are looking at your thing and they're imitating. Yeah. So I think also it's important that if you do have a side hustle, which is fairly unique, mm-hmm. try keeping it that way. You know, Don't rush to go on the internet or in social media. First, establish yourself. Get your clientele in order so that at least when other people start doing it, yeah. you can survive. Okay. I've seen cases where somebody released their side hustle too soon and somebody came and they were better than them. Wow. And, that, and it happens. Mm, that's tragic. That's very tragic. <laughs> okay, so uh, basically, if people want to find out all of this information, they can speak to their financial uh, planner, the likes of you, Gerald? Definitely. I think financial planners aren't necessarily experts on side hustles. Yeah. But I think because we talk about people and see how they live, mm. you can always be able to identify opportunities which they might not be able to see. Right. The best people around you are your friends because Mm -hmm. your friends usually know you. And usually if you ask them, what am I good at? They'll tell you three or four things and those initially can already point you at something you're strong at, something you could consider and say, could I actually do this? And I I think it's important. And obviously then there's there's always things you can sell out there. So if you find something from a special place which Mm -hmm. no one else has discovered, Mm -hmm. sell as much as that thing before people find out where you get it. Gerald Mwande Mbira, people who want to keep up with you, how can they do so? The book is also out, yes? Yes, um, the book is still selling. Um, it's askgerald.co.za. That's askgerald with a g.co.za. And we can chat and maybe I can help you find your side hustle or at least perfect your main hustle. There we go. It's Gerald Mwande Mbira, our personal finance Tuesdays and uh, talking, us about, talking to us about uh, formalizing or, or structuring our side hustles. You know, the second paycheck that you get if you're selling clothes, uh, vintage clothes, if you're selling jewelry, if you're selling makeup, uh, Tupperware, whatever the case may be, adding a little bit more structure into it uh, so that you can be able to smile at the end of the day and reap some really lovely fruits in terms of rands and cents. Let me thank him.